Hello and welcome to SlayerFest 98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford, and today I'm here with a lovely panel of Scoobies. Would you like to introduce yourselves? I'm Ryan Houlihan. I'm Adam Sass. I'm Colin Smith. And I'm David Vasquez. Hello, gentlemen. Hi. Hello. Hi. We we are here today (laughs) to discuss a um, semi-polarizing new uh, Star Wars film, Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, (laughs) So we were talking about it. The Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) Oh, sorry. My mom got confused. (laughs) Rise of the Skywalker. Rise of the Skywalkers. Rises of the Skywalkers. Um, so I saw a Star War on opening night on Thursday. Uh, I think we've all... Yeah, you, duh, of course you've all seen it. I'm I saw well- it hours before recording this podcast, so I'm fresh. Very, <laughs> very fresh. Uh, Ryan, when did you see it? I got tickets to, and this is a real flex, um, a Dolby like press screening a while ago. Ooh. So I saw that, and then I saw it on the actual premiere day um, at another press screening because I don't spend money. And um, I, uh, it was funny because seeing it with other journalists, um, there was a bunch of girls next to me. And listen, like uh, no, no men allowed at any theater, but none of them had ever seen Star Wars. And they were talking about how they had never seen the movie. And that was what the angle they were writing their piece from. And I was like, well, I can't wait to not read that. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible way to go into the ninth <laughs> film of a saga. It's, that's a gag. Yeah. yeah. I would almost be, in, that, would, that would make me interested to read it. Well, I will say that their takes will be really funny because um, they guffawed and laughed and looked at each other at all the right moments. So I was like, hmm, maybe they get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Colin, tell me about your uh, movie going experience. Uh, I also saw it opening night and I really enjoyed it as as a Star Wars film. (laughs) It Um, does have a lot of problems. I will fully admit all the criticism is full-on acceptable and valid but i just really enjoyed it uh david <laughs> i saw it thursday night with a dear friend of mine i treated uh, him to it for his birthday he started freaking out at midnight when his age went up officially mm. <laughs> um but aside from that um i mostly liked the movie uh the pacing, of, of course, we were going to nitpick at, at, at the various things that probably should have happened differently. But after we got past the pacing of the uh, beginning of the movie, I found it pretty enjoyable. Mm. Um, mm. But, but, but yes, there are a lot of things that I have problems with. Um, so, I, yeah, I saw it with two coworkers Thursday night. Um, I, I, I will say that immediately I didn't like it. Like the moment it started... And Emperor Palpatine is reintroduced in the title scroll. I was like, what the fuck? Um, the title scroll was its own movie. <laughs> and actual bad storytelling. <laughs> like, right away, I was like, eyes flared open. I was like, we're getting a whole, there was a whole, we missed that whole, we skipped yeah, that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, when we, when we left, the first thing I said to them was, guys, did I forget that Emperor Palpatine was like mentioned in the other ones? And they were like, no. I was like, did I did I like miss a scene that he's in? Like, did I pee during that scene when I saw the movies the first time? But you guys know where the actual like line is is available, right? What do you mean? Where the line where Palpatine's announcement is available? No. Like where? what media it's it's available? So if you want to hear the the like Palpatine's announcement that they talk about, like in the like the the scrolling right. uh like whatever they mm. call that the scrolling text at the beginning of every star Wars movie. Uh, they talk about a, a, like a message that was sent out from Palpatine to the entire galaxy. And it's only available in Fortnite, which is very bizarre. I hate that. Story so so much. I don't want to, I don't, again, I don't want to launch into my whole spiel until we've had time to get into the thing, but it, it is basically so emblematic of what is happening in this whole trilogy and what this movie of more than any other is doing which is like 
hey, nerds, what do you guys like? And they're like, Fortnite. And Disney's like, you're going to get it. And then they give it to them. And then it's horrible. And they don't even like it. And then they're like, this is is all right. I I like Fortnite. And you're like, oh, my God. Are we making movies? Or are we fucking selling Fortnite (laughs) V-Bucks? Like, sometimes... I just think, like, especially the first first 15, 20 minutes of this movie, I was like, hell yeah, Star Wars, fucking inject this shit right into my brainstem. I am living. And then I was like 40 minutes in and I was like, oh shit, like, they're just undoing everything that I liked about The Last Jedi. And then there's like a bunch in the middle that I was like, oh, Kylo Ren, this is going pretty good. And then at the end, yeah, it felt like a Fortnite integration. Like to me, it just felt like we want to sell t-shirts of like some new stuff and we want to open up stuff so that we can have weird characters that will follow in like Disney plus series. And um, we've got to wrap this up, but not do any long-term consequences that will like, in my opinion, that will really like rock the universe uh, um, where we can like do more um, inter- product integrations and more like media well, integrations. Ryan- Right. I absolutely had the opposite response to yeah, the first 15 same. minutes. I was like, I'm having a manic episode. <laughs> like, I was like, manic episode nine. Like, it was like, I couldn't believe, like, I was like, we're not doing establishing shots. We're not, sh- we're doing everything in close-ups right away. We're doing everything as telling and not showing. Well, and then what we're showing is jumbled. But then it wasn't. It was just something they did for 15 not minutes. <laughs> A stylistic choice to just literally just blow through like seven episodes of plot in 20 minutes. Okay, wait. So now that we're there, that, yes, that, I think I hated the beginning more than any other part of the movie. Like, I hated that because, so when. It made me nervous. The pacing made me nervous. There's so So much that happens. And, like, I don't, I, so. I said this to Kirsten White like the other day. I was like, oh, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. And then I was like, well, I do cry at everything Star Wars. And I did like, a, I would like memorize the Star Wars encyclopedia I had as a kid, like every single alien race, whatever. I don't know if this is like part of Star Wars lore or something they added, but what the fuck were those like weird wizard triangle things that brought him to this Sith world? Were those. At first, I thought it was a uh, Sith holocron, which is a thing that looks like that and exists in other canonical media. But the Wayfinder is not something that I have I seen before. No, I think it I mean, is new for I, this. I mean, it was a thingy, but like, I, I don't, I mean, like, fine, have a, have it's a thingy. We got to go get a thingy. But like, it was just how it was set up. Like, there was just no unfolding of anything. It was just like, there was, again, like, like David said, there's this whole, like, there's probably more information about where you were and what you were doing up front, you know, um, in other medium, like the, the opening scene is actually him going to uh, Mustafar, like the lava planet where Vader would, was in the lava. And then where he later built this like tower and where you saw him in rogue one. And like, that would have had a little significance and some weight that he was like really idolizing Vader and it just felt like we could have just lived in that for a second and then like treated that with the moment and just it was just it was hitting the fast forward button so we were just we were blowing through so many and I think that was my problem with a lot of the movie was just everything that was like interesting was told or you heard about it in another thing and like you could have shown it you could have shown all of this and had it ha- land the beats more. See, I felt like when I when I said a stylistic choice, I felt like what it was doing for the first 15 minutes, I thought was going to trick us. I thought we were going to get like J.J. Abrams doing J.J. Abrams action and lots of Star Wars like lore dumps and like get the shit out of the way because I thought we were building towards, uh, because I'm a fucking idiot, we were building <laughs> towards like an hour of like Christopher Nolan style mind battle between Ray and Kylo and we would go into and we got a little of that but I thought we were going to get a big sort of like those two characters are sealed off from the other characters and we were going to deal with Rose we were going to deal with like Leia is going to pass away I I had assumed and we were going to like do the things we were going to do for the movie outside of that but but these two characters who are too powerful too consequential too linked we're going to have like a series of like sort of um, I, I don't know why I thought this a series of thought, sort of like um, inception style. Like we would really delve into her history and like his psychology and they would come out of it ready to like fight together. Like they would come together in that process. 
And I, right. I think that was the tenant trailer before the movie. <laughs> well, that's what I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, maybe it was, but I thought like, Oh, we're going to do something totally different. I thought that's why we were jamming through stuff. And then I realized like, Oh no, we're just taking a giant magic eraser and like then grabbing a, a number two pencil and scrawling in the side, a bunch of stuff so that JJ <laughs> Abrams could just do whatever the fuck shit he wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. See, I felt like, so this was like the thing that honestly, until the very end, I didn't really, like, I don't quite understand so there's this Sith planet, um, and David, I don't know, do you know, is that, was that Sith planet, is that like canon mentioned before, at least in comics or something? There are like three okay. Sith planets I've seen, um, but I don't remember so, that, that, that name. It could be something that appeared is, in other media. And like, I, I mean, you know, I have a Buffy podcast, I read the Buffy comics, I read Marvel comics and watch the movies. I don't mind there being things you know, that are in a different media that just haven't been mentioned. But for it to be the main movie storyline, it has to have been mentioned before. I just feel like it doesn't make sense to add all these other things in. And the fact that it, like, at first I was like, oh, is it just this, like, tiny, tiny, like, board cube almost? Because that's what it looked like when Kylo Ren was walking into it. But then when the Emperor is just like, oh, all these Snoke clones, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then... 1,000 fucking death cruisers pop out of the ground. I thought that was a vision. I seriously was like, well, this is nonsense. This has to be a vision he's giving him until the very end when suddenly there were all those death cruisers. And I was like, oh, that wasn't a vision at the beginning, but that didn't make any sense. Where were where were the crews? Where were like, because those people aren't Sith, the people manning the ships. They're just there had to be billions yeah. of them, which doesn't make any sense. And it felt like to me that J.J. Abrams – and okay, I, again, I, I wish that I could do this in order, but I'm just going to – I'm just having to dump this out now. Doesn't it feel like this is a Harry Potter movie with Star Wars-like ornaments on the tree? And it felt like he was like, we, well, I want to get to where the end of the Harry Potter franchise went, which is like – Hogwarts has fallen. It looks like everything's like going against them. Like the Death Eaters are in full force. Nazis are back and they have wizard powers. And it felt like he wanted to just get to that without building to it. So he was like, uh, I don't know. They uh, turn around in space and ends up. There's a lot of, f- of final order. <laughs> and like, and like, oh, and, and honestly, the, 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 I think there's a one-to-one there. I mean, Ray is like, what? She's a young girl who has powers and uh, there's a vision that she's going to kill the most powerful wizard and then the wizard dies. But did he really die? Because he brings himself back and her parents give her up to protect her. And in order to do that, they die. Then she goes on an adventure with these two friends and she learns that like she may have to die in the end in order to stop all the evil. But does she really die? She's back from the death. Like it just felt like he wanted to do Harry Potter and he thought that was a really good franchise and he only knows how to copy other people. So he copied some visuals from George Lucas. He copied a plot from the end of Harry Potter. And so this whole sequence in the beginning was him being like, how fast can I get myself to Deathly Hollows <laughs> in like 20 minutes or less? And like- yeah. Well, I mean, like, I think like a big part of, um, I think the biggest thing he copied was the, um, uh, the rules of American <laughs> Horror Story Coven, which is there's no rules. We bring people from the dead and we heal wounds. It's episode nine. We're doing <laughs> the force matter. does that now. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. But Leia flying through space, <laughs> knowing that she had force force sensitivity, flying through space was so unbelievable for Reddit. But Reddit was like, sure, cloning, that right. won't have any effect to instantly clone yourself and never die. And for every Sith, that won't have any effects on the rest of canon. Like, fuck <laughs> off. Yeah, I just... So... I, do we all watch The Mandalorian? Yes. I do. Mm-hmm. I've seen the gifts. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> I watch all the Star Wars shows. I'm, 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 I know of the tiny you know, I'm addicted so, to Christ. I have really, I loved, I have loved, loved, loved The Mandalorian. A weird thing they did in the episode they released the day before Rise of, uh, The Rise of Skywalker came out was that they had Baby Yoda do the, like, the thing they had him like a guy gets his arm cut open and is about to die and baby yoda he like et heals him and i thought like oh like when that happened i actually thought like oh dude because you know like i said i'm a star wars fan but i'm not the biggest star wars fan so i had to ask someone who was a bigger star wars fan have we seen a jedi do that before and they're like we sure haven't in other media we have 
But uh, but here's one here's one very important thing to point out about uh, the Mandalorian is that Baby Yoda had already yes. been seen trying to heal someone yes. before yes. he was uh, swatted Which away by I Mando. Think that's how you do that, right? You have it, so it's like, oh, we saw it. Okay, we kind of have seen it before, <clears throat> and okay, well. <laughs> there's there's a lot to talk about here but the the opening for me set the whole tone adam adam you probably agree for me i was like well this is a fucking mess and then it just became tedious from there i will give the actors their credit because they're all still charming i mean they didn't do much but they were still charming to watch um i felt that we were also rehashing everything that we've already seen even more so and I don't like the prequels, but I felt we were rehashing the original trilogy more so than the prequels did. Like this was almost the exact storyline where it's like, right? This was like, episode six. I, I felt like, wh- why are we redoing the like, ooh, is the main character that you know won't go to the dark side going to go to the dark side? Like that for me, that immediately felt so tiresome because I just knew she wasn't. Even when it was like, ooh, look, she's getting annoyed. Ooh, look, she might have killed Chewie. I was pretty gooped when that happened, actually. I, I was upset. Yes, no, I was upset. But also that felt like really cheap to be like, oop, there was another one, JK. Well, I mean, the whole movie was filled with six or seven times where it was like, <laughs> oh, no, they're dead. I thought you were dead. Uh, no, I wasn't. Also, to do that so quickly, to just be like, to just be like, um, oh my God, we've lost it. And it's going to have real consequences for me emotionally. And then, shh audience he's not dead and then i'm like oh well i guess she's gonna base all her decisions on thinking he's dead and then <laughs> then they were like hey ray just just so you know chewie's not dead and she's like oh well okay <laughs> yes, why did we do that it was just for like one scene and then she felt his presence on the ship and it was just like it was so like, there was maybe right, three yeah, minutes it, where he was dead it, it felt like completely unnecessary because it didn't I, we didn't do anything with that. The same, I mean, that's the same problem I have with when she, yeah. Leia's like charmed sequence death, where it's like she takes a breath and falls over and it's a shadow and it's so poorly done. And all that was to distract Kylo Ren for 0.5 seconds so Ray could kill him and then immediately bring him back to life. And okay, so none of that mattered. Like it felt like there was so much of that. <laughs> I mean, if we're just going to jump there, have the courage of your convictions to say, like, Kylo Ren, we're going to do an alt-right redemption story <laughs> about how, like, <laughs> you can always come back and aren't, ain't you tired, Miss Hilly? It, you know, like, put your MAGA hat away. You can go home to your family. You cannot hate gay people. And he's like, all right, sounds good. And then we're like, oh, Ray died. And that's going to have real consequences. Like, your actions, you can try to be a good person again, but your actions had consequences for the actual good person in this situation. And then they were like, just kidding. We want to sell some more Ray toys. <laughs> Fuck off. That's the whole goony problem with this trilogy. Was the, the it's, it's like this alt-right redemption story. And it's so icky, and especially with apologies to anybody who really ships Ben and Ray I together. But I was like... Does anyone here? I was like, like, we are putting so much, and I'm about to get to this, and I know I'm going to be the gay guy screaming about the the (laughs) non-gay stuff that happened, but I was like, first of all, the fandom has, like, the the, the things that this series has, like, bent over, like, if the fandom screams for something, it fucking shows up in the next movie. And the only time that has not happened is the Stupid Finn Poe stuff. And it just drove me nuts. I, I literally dissociated <laughs> during the middle part of the movie. I had like an out of, I was so upset. I just, and I knew going into that, I wasn't expecting it. I just seeing it. <laughs> it's not that the fans get what they want. It's that the straight white fans who are over the age of 30, who complain the most on Reddit and and, and are the most violent in their speech towards cast members and creatives are the ones who get what they want. Not queer fans, not fans who are intelligent or have anything else to do with their fucking time. It is the worst members of this fandom that get everything they want. And it's so disappointing because Disney in general has been a little bit better about letting creatives kind of go where they want. They hate gay people, but in general for other <laughs> other things about creatives, they kind of let people take a chance and kind of make something that they want to make. And if what you want to make is an alt-right redemption story for those neckbeards, 
then do it. But then don't apologize for it at the end. Just make it or don't. And then I'll judge it on that. I just think that like the best thing that we can say that came out of not doing Finpo at all is it gave three actresses jobs because they needed to keep coming up with other love interests for these two. <laughs> yeah. Also, while we're talking about the fan service, I, I thought the Rose sideline story was like so like one obvious and it's just like, oh no, I have to stand next to Leia for the rest of the movie because she's going to die. And it's like Ugh. her line at the beginning where she's like, Oh, I would come with you, but they told me I need to do a Google or whatever the fuck she had to do. Like, fuck off! <laughs> all of her scenes were next to Leia, who had passed away. So all of her scenes, Kelly Marie Tran was in an empty room with an empty green screen talking to no one. That was the punishment. As a character, fine. They think it's forced diversity and they hate women. Okay. <laughs> right. All right. It is what it is. But the thing is, as a character, Rose Tico grounds this universe. I mean, all of Last Jedi grounds this universe as not about an incestuous fucking power family of Kennedys and McCain's making out. <laughs> it is essentially they're saying uh, you don't the, the last Jedi said you don't have to, it was like the original um, episode four you anyone could have the force you don't have to be special it's not about blood purity it's about it could be anybody and that you don't need the force to make a difference or be a good person and have an impact that's what the last Jedi said and through Rose and Ray they did it the first first half of this movie was about undoing that and saying actually if you don't have pure blood get out of here <laughs> yes. and that's and in an alt-right redemption I mean, movie, maybe the message shouldn't be that he was right all along to worship powerful families. Because that's the thing was that just so they were just disregarding like all the Last Jedi stuff, the the, the Rose character, the 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 all the Finn posters, like and and but like just and the thing that they served so like obediently was this yeah. Ben Ray thing with this 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 abusive consent labyrinth of the two of them and it was just like it made me out of my skull by the end of that i mean we're bitching a lot i would love to hear some stuff that people really like colin tell us uh what you like (laughs) tell us something about you like from especially the beginning (laughs) oh god (laughs) i didn't like the beginning so well because you're right i can't i can't help you there (laughs) no just because i think the problem came from giving it to ryan johnson and then taking it back is that the last jedi move things in positions that I think we're going in a great direction. And then, like you said, they just went in and were like, no, we're actually not going to do any of that. Cause so, it was better when she wasn't a Palpatine. It was better when it could be anyone. So I think maybe we all agree a little bit, which is that like the first half of this movie wasn't so great. And then just deciding if the rest of the movie is worth it. If you can get through this. Well, like I said, before we started recording, it's star Wars and I enjoy it. Like I I enjoy episode one and two and those are god awful, <laughs> but I enjoy watching them. I I actually will. I feel like at least with those movies, I don't know. Yeah. Those movies were like I felt like they leaned into stupidity at the very. I mean, doesn't mean I think they're good, <laughs> but they're just like yeah, it's fucking <laughs> stupid, whatever. And like have a like very extended pod race scene, and the little child <laughs> is squeaking out lines, and like sounds like they're all voiced over and nothing is really good and you know everyone's like a weird like <laughs> wait is ian making an argument for the prequels as outsider art <laughs> yes <laughs> but i'm saying like it felt like those didn't sure need to abide by anything and this felt like it was abiding by something bad <laughs> well here's the thing i think the, the lucas films were um about um at the what the very least what they had going through them was not yeah. this hummingbird pace that makes you feel like you're going to jump out of your skeleton. And then there <laughs> also had a clarity of vision. It was maybe not the best vision, but it was very like every little moment of that, no matter how, you know, maybe like there was less Jar Jar in the, in, that there would have been if they loved them. But like, there was pretty much just like movie one, two and three was, that's what the story was. He was going to tell. This felt like it was right. Yes. R- like frantically trying to keep up with whatever the latest, like nasty comment I on think the board. Maybe was. the problem comes down to the original sin of this series, which is, or the original sin of this trilogy, which is that the first trilogy is about selfishness, selfishness versus selflessness. Cool. Can totally do that. Did it great. 
The second trilogy was about like the the dangers of war and the evils of war. And was it good or bad? I don't know. But it had an idea and a reason to exist outside of referencing media that we liked 40 years ago. This felt to me like Disney was like, <laughs> we all like Star Wars. And everyone was like, we do. And they were like, we're going to do that. We're going to like Star Wars three times. But outside of that, I don't know. Like The Last Jedi was at least approaching saying something original. Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker. I like Force Awakens more because I did enjoy liking Star Wars for two hours in a theater with people who like Star Wars. But this felt like a retread of a retread, which was just like, we're all sitting around being like, this is fun. I like Star Wars. But that's not enough reason to make a whole movie. Yeah. That's enough reason to sell <laughs> toys and merch. And I am someone whose apartment is filled with fucking merch of different franchises. But it didn't feel like a movie that wanted to say anything. And the only thing it sort of wanted to say was alt-right redemption stuff, which again, I'm not saying is good or bad. But if you're going to make it, do it. And they didn't really even do that. So I don't I don't know. I, I, I think the second half of the movie is stronger because it's just a more fun experience. It feels like Star Tours. And I like Star Tours. And it felt like a fun ride with like cool effects. And like, that's fun. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, this. that's great storytelling or good filmmaking. Or that I want it to be in the official lifetime canon of those first three movies <laughs> that I think are are just exquisite. Star Tours at least um, goes to fewer planets <laughs> within a minute. Yes. I feel like that's very accurate. I, I So I wrote like a kind of, I, I try not to write mean reviews, but I wrote like a kind of mean review about this for Matthew Shepard. And I literally said that like the rest of the movie is just them slip sliding from ship to planet to ship to planet. And I couldn't keep track of one fucking planet. It felt like Doctor Who. Yeah. Yes. That's really accurate. It really did. I just, and I also didn't care every time they were somewhere new. Uh, it's like, oh, they're at this festival and it looks kind of cool, but like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. And, and like, why would right. they go there and put all these people in danger at this festival when like they know the like new order is hunting them. And then Lando Calrissian is there for five seconds and is like, Oh, Leo was in contact with me this whole time. I'm here to help you. And then leaves and it doesn't make any sense. And it just felt like that was the rest of the pacing. It, it made no sense, right. but they got my ass with Lando because I love Lando. And I was just like, <laughs> Lando, what's up, bro? Right. <laughs> I, would, I, I liked when we saw him, but then it was like, what is it? They drive for like two seconds and he's like, well, good luck. And that's it. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it he felt basically like, just did like a cameo. I mean, yeah, it just—it didn't feel like a. It just like you could feel the. That's my. I think that when I when I mentioned dissociating earlier, I, I <laughs> truly meant that. Like it was there was a moment where I just because I felt the hands of the filmmakers too much to even like get lost in whatever was happening because it felt definitely <laughs> like we've got Billy D. Williams for three days, and it felt like. Um, Oh, we're introducing uh, Carrie Russell because we need to have uh, Oscar Isaac's chemistry not go nowhere. It needs to go somewhere. It just can't yeah. be directed toward a man. So we need to have <laughs> Carrie Russell in here. Uh, let's okay. Let's call a spade a spade. Carrie Russell's character is straight out of like she's straight out of like um, Buck Rogers or fucking Power yeah. Rangers. Yeah. And I I like those things, but that wasn't the vibe this movies these movies were kind of going for. And like, it's just stuff yeah. like that where I'm like, okay, so they wanted to sell this toy, and I'm gonna fucking buy that toy. Fuck <laughs> us all for participating in I this. I don't get that because we we do see a lot of we do see a lot of uh, Star Wars characters that are like wearing a mask all or some of the time. Oh, except for Kylo Ren, who broke his mask because he was like, I'm not right. Darth Vader. And then in the first few minutes of this movie, took the pieces out and was like, well, let me get some hot glue. Maybe I am. <laughs> I didn't quite even understand what was going on on that planet because they had gone to so many places and I just didn't really understand there was monsters attacking the village and she was like this happens every night and I'm like how does this happen every night like aren't they all dead isn't that the movie is there, there's a movie like that where like every night the monsters attack us and we all hide maybe I'm just thinking of past <laughs> <laughs> I think they they needed to they needed to get they needed that coin they needed a reason to be able to safely land in the starter that they needed to land on 
And then the coin barely mattered. And then they had the whole moment. Speaking of like, oh no, oh no, say goodbye. Like we were saying goodbye. I will say everyone shit on Canto Blight for not having a reason to exist. And yet it was an exploration of wealth disparity and how this larger universe works functionally and how fucked up it is and why people would want to change it. And yet in this movie, we're just like, let's go see these wackos. (laughs) I don't know why. And everyone loved it. I feel like I'm going crazy. I'm being gaslit (laughs) by the internet. Call me Lauren Duca. <laughs> God. Um, so I will say, like, literally the next day, all I wanted to do was talk about how bad this movie was. And almost all of my coworkers really liked it. I was like, am I insane? I know mine too. I lost respect for them. <laughs> <sighs> God. I, well, I mean, that's my thing. I think Ian and I, yeah. you and I were talking before the podcast is, um, so my brother, my straight awful brother is, um, He's not awful, he's great, but he is a Last Jedi hater, so he is part of the problem. And he, like, the first thing he did was he was just like, don't listen to Rotten Tomatoes, it's great, here we go. And I was like, I already saw it, I hated it, here's my list of reasons why. And he was literally like, he had like the smuggest reaction to like, it. he was basically like the version, he was like the Star Wars version of like, we can say Christmas now. I, I had a... Um, it, 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 a straight friend, who not like someone I talk to regularly, like I... I've seen him once in maybe three years. He messaged me on Facebook and was like, oh, I saw your review, but I don't want to read it because, you know, in case I see it, but tell me if I liked it or not. And I was like, um, you, I, I literally said like, well, you're straight, so you might like it. And then he was like, was it better or worse than Last Jedi? And I was like, oh, of course. I was like, Last Jedi is actually a good movie. And he was like, oh, no, that movie made my stomach turn. I was like, then you'll like this movie. <laughs> well, I, I will point out that this should put this should put an end to the discussion of whether or not Disney pays off reviewers to dislike DC movies because this movie was written by the screenwriter of Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, and it had the exact same reaction from the marketplace, which was that like reviewers and people who take film seriously were like, "This is trash, destroy <laughs> it," and the unwashed masses were like. Fucking cool, man! I fucking love Transformers, and you put that a thing I liked as a kid with this other thing I like as a kid. Oh, <laughs> wait! In my like review, I wrote like my last line, which I wrote without knowing this, was that the movie wanted to be Avengers Endgame, but it actually was just Justice League. And I didn't realize that the screenwriter actually wrote Batman vs. Superman and Justice League. (laughs) Why would that person? I only found that out on Twitter today because Joanna Robinson, who's like very into Star Wars. um, I was on Buffering with her. She's great. She wrote all this like really good Star Wars content for Variety that I would recommend everyone check out. Where like I learned all the Easter eggs I missed and also learned how bad the movie was. And like she tweeted about that. It was like, why would this man get a third chance with a you, franchise? You just said it, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, holy shit, I didn't know he wrote those movies. I actually made that comparison without knowing. Cause yeah, it has that energy. Because all of these scripts aren't scripts. They're like post-it notes of cool moments with one word written on them. And you just tape the post-its together. And then everybody is just at gunpoint. It's us. It's us. We're the, we're the fags they're hiring to type in the script. <laughs> but we're not allowed to have input. <laughs> we'll hire you to like type the post-it notes up. But no, 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 no. Don't put any new words in. <laughs> We're just supposed to be a witness and just say they did try to have Yeah, and then, you know, me and Adam's brothers are calling because my brother also loved it and didn't like Last Jedi that much. I just, is straight, is that straight culture? I think it is. So how did, how did this movie, like all the ways that this movie corrected uh, itself uh, in the, in the eyes of like the Star Wars bros, like uh, Ray's power comes from a man. Yay. (laughs) She's not powerful in her own right. It had to come from her being a man's you know, granddaughter. Yeah. Uh, when I saw that force lightning baby, I was like, no, right. we're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The shrinking of Rose's character. Uh, <laughs> I, the, the funny thing that my, my straight best friend, uh, Kevin, who um, most of us adore, um, he just texted me with in all caps after he saw it. I can't believe Palpatine fucks. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I will say, I said, I can't believe that they, that they're making us imagine him coming a woman, but also if this was to tell all the neckbeards, you'll get to do it Even soon. You he got to, you can too. No, because Ryan, what you said earlier, this is Harry Potter, but it's Harry Potter and the cursed child. They yeah. did the same fucking plot of that thing. 
in this. It was like, <laughs> when did Voldemort fuck? That was, holy shit. That was also the thing I was trying to think of before, but I couldn't think of it, so I didn't say it first time in my life. Um, <laughs> I couldn't think of what the thing was that would constantly revisit places we'd been that we liked in the original. And I was like, oh, now I'm realizing it's Cursed Child. That's why we end up on Tatooine. So they could be like, look what we could rebuild because yes. of our <laughs> Disney money. <laughs> Congratulations, fans. Right. It's, we're doing I, this again, this again, this again, this yeah, again. I, so, Colin, wait. So you actually mentioned, and I think I missed it in all of us yapping over you. What did you say was the part that annoyed you the most? Oh, 3PO getting his memory yeah, back. I wanted to circle back to that um, because yes. I had yeah. almost nearly every emotional beat in this movie fell flat for me. Like, And I, as anyone who listens to this podcast know, I often am like, oh, that scene made me cry. I cried through Last Jedi, I cried through Force Awakens, I cried through Avengers Endgame, I cried through every episode of Buffy, but there was, I did not cry at all in this movie because everything felt like, okay, this is happening. Like, and, and I, Colin, talk about that scene because that really, the, it felt like they built it up and then it was like, eh, no big deal. It broke my heart when he was doing it and like when he kept protesting that it wasn't going to happen and he couldn't do it because he would lose all his memories, but then they were like, this is it, this is the last hope of the resistance. So he stands up and says his goodbyes and goes through with it. And to me, that really got me. And now I know when I rewatch this, it won't because 10 minutes later, RTD2 is like, Oh, actually I have all your memories. I mean, it's the same thing of being like, Luke is gone. He sacrificed himself for this final trick. We've he's he's gone from this universe, and now we need new <laughs> heroes to go. Oh, 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 he's back, and he's glowing. Is that highlighter? I expected that because yeah. they joined the Living Force. He's more powerful. Force now. ghosts are established. That's a thing. Yes, and that would be fine in wider in the wider canon or towards the end. But to me, to bring him right back to just keep doing what he was yeah. doing before he died, it just as from a storytelling perspective, sometimes you let Prue Hallowell <laughs> just go away. Well, can can, can Force has, has this been established? Has Force for storytelling? <laughs> has Force Ghost been able to like physically? move ships and like hold objects before like, yes. okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Join the force. I was, I was wondering yeah. about that that i feel like there's so many things right. that bothered me oh i wanted to point out i think in one of joanna robinson's articles this is where i got this info from it wasn't my own brain doing any thinking that was another course correction they did from last jedi because in last jedi he throws his lightsaber into the water and is just like whatever because it's kind of like oh objects don't matter what matters is you which is a good lesson and in this Luke specifically says, you can't treat a lightsaber like that. This is very important. <laughs> He's like, I didn't even realize. He goes, he just says like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was, dem I was temporarily, there was a gas leak and I acted in a way I never would. Uh, yeah, like even, even something as stupid as that. They Got a little read. silly. Like, yeah, now I've no It didn't even occur to me that that was a thing they need, that fans would be mad about. But of course, it like, ugh. I wanted to go see a really good, big budget, full creative, blank check version of what a super fan who who is also an original filmmaker, quote unquote, um, would do with this giant opportunity. And what I went to see is that he used it to give the finger to another director <laughs> who he had picked to make another movie. And it's, I didn't want to sign up to watch him just be like, I didn't like that movie that my, that, that guy I hired me. Right. Like yeah. do that in a tweet buddy. And then make a real movie. But that was also part of the problem is that he didn't apparently tell Ryan Johnson what the plan was for the trilogy. He just kind of gave him the movie and said, here, you do what you want and then we'll pick it up. <laughs> Because right. he didn't know. He didn't no, know. No, I agree. Let's be honest here. He put a bunch of question marks right, in right. to be like, well, someone else will figure out the end of this mystery box like he always does. <laughs> but maybe this is a good lesson for J.J. Abrams to like know where we're driving to before we start right. the road Which trip. I find very odd for Disney the way it is now, especially with like the immense planning that goes into, yeah. say, the Marvel movies, that they picked up Star Wars for three movies and were just like, meh, do what you want. So I was going to say that's that's another thing that bothered me is like, I know that like, you know, we can like say the Marvel movies aren't uh, like people's opinions are like polarizing on them. Clearly, I'm a fan. But I think that like the Marvel movies, it feels like even the wacky standalone ones fit into the greater cinematic universe. And this just felt like it didn't fit. It wasn't it wasn't a standalone and it also didn't fit. Right. Yeah. I can agree with that. At least the holiday special was original. <laughs> At least it was weird and stupid. Every day we live, we stray further and further from the holiday special's life. 
<laughs> and that's I, I think that's another thing is just like it's it's he obviously didn't know where this was all going because otherwise like he would have loved to have put like a clue that the emperor was going to play a part in this in in force awakens or the way we wouldn't have been monkeying around with snoke or whatever like it would have just been oh someone evil and wicked turned kylo ren at some point and there's a mis- there's a mysterious entity behind all of this and and or kept it cagier like that and then slowly revealed that oh shit it's this guy again but again i don't want to feel like i'm poisoning this group by being <laughs> so hateful so can some people tell me some things they really really liked because I, I genuinely want to like some stuff about this because i have to live with it until the day my children ask me about it <laughs> i appreciated that they showed uh leia's jedi yes, training yes uh, which does make make sense that it happened. Yeah. They, they like Luke promised to teach her how to use her force abilities, like back in uh, Jedi, and uh, so that was cute. Um, that's a cute moment that happened. Um, I was okay with her going back to Tatooine at the end. Obviously, she couldn't go to Alderaan, um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was interesting that the lightsaber that she made herself was yellow because that's not a color I we like see that a lot. Too, because I like to think it means that the Jedi aren't going to fucking pull this shit again. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I I love that that lady had nothing better to do than I counted it fifteen seconds. She waited fifteen seconds for Ray to tell her her damn last name. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'd be gone. She's not there. And figured it out. Ten <laughs> seconds. Do you think she saw Luke and Leia as well? Like the old lady was just like, "What the fuck's going on here?" <laughs> I'm pretty pretty sure she did not. No, it just it would have been great to have cut to like a wide comedy shot of just from the lady's point of view of just her. She's like, "Shit, am I high? I just blank. went out to pick up a quart of blue milk. I didn't know all this shit was gonna happen." <laughs> 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 so um since we i wanted to um talk about the kiss oh <laughs> uh, i hated it hated it <laughs> because i will God. say this is the first uh, movie and i think it's probably because he didn't murder that many people in it the first time where i was like oh they do kind of have chemistry the only time i felt that way but i felt very ray kissing him was me and i make really bad decisions <laughs> with who i kiss and I felt like Ray makes better decisions. Like I didn't feel like I momentarily was like, oh, they kissed. But also the things surrounding the kiss were one, the the whole that whole throne room. I didn't understand what the room was because it just was like darkness. I felt like we needed a better set. But also I. Well, it, they got the <laughs> yes. set from the alien queen layer in Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally I, that I, like thing but he's just being lowered by this giant space hook it was it very like very Borg um queen. i don't know like god now i'm trying what's the, what's the word reductive i'm thinking of madonna <laughs> <laughs> it all felt reductive look it up end. yeah and like when ray like dies i was like oh she got knocked out and then like you know kylo ren picks her up and she looks like a fucking zombie and i was like oh she's dead Oh, is he gonna br- like? Oh, he's gonna bring her back to life. And then I was like, Oh, I hope they she kiss. And then they did. Dead. And I thought, Good for her, because that would be me drunk at the bar. Like, Ooh, this man, <laughs> he like just like put me in his arms. Ooh, is he a mass murderer? I don't know. Teehee. But like, I felt like Ray wouldn't have done. It just didn't feel like her character would do that. And he's a mass murderer. I don't know. Like, I know the X Men. You know, Magneto and Mystique have joined the team and then killed people like a million times on Buffy. You know, I talk about a show where Spike and Angel both were mass murderers for years. I just. Oh, and Vegeta. We can't can't forget about Vegeta. What? (laughs) God, really? God, you faggots. Vegeta. Vegeta. Dragon Ball. I get it. (laughs) All right. Just the TLDR, like, it's just like, we will excuse mm. any abductor abductee kiss as long as it's a man and a woman and it makes me absolutely see red i'll throw this out there in the prequels darth vader fucking anakin is conceived through some kind of virgin conception and then in the lucas approved side comic it is confirmed that palpatine impregnated his mother to create anakin so are we back at incest land because if we are i kind of stand <laughs> They always got to be related for an on-screen kiss, huh? 
<laughs> Ron <laughs> Finn and Poe. That's gross. That shit would freak me out. <laughs> that I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's my thing. Like, you could have. They had the moment at the end of the thing, and the whole, the whole rest of the movie, their interaction didn't negate that they were maybe side having something. They could have at the very, very, very end had the hug and then an extra shot of a kiss, sealed the whole deal. And then if they wanted to sell it to countries where you couldn't do that, then you snip it out. It could have, it could have done that, but they just didn't. I will say want. in, I always of course wanted them to be gay, but I never felt they had, uh, I didn't, I didn't buy, I didn't think the two of them as actors had that. I don't know why, but I never thought they had that great of chemistry. In this movie, I immediately was like, oh no, they like clearly have that chemistry. <laughs> they have snippy boyfriend chemistry. Because <laughs> all of their, like, they every time they hugged or whatever, they made sure to do the like chest slap, back yeah. slap thing <laughs> that was, that's tried to make it less gay, but only made it more gay. <laughs> Oscar Isaac has been in every press junket being like, to me, they fuck. Oscar Isaacs has been Dr. Manhattan in every press junket. He's like, I'm tired of these people. I'm tired of them lot. <laughs> but maybe, also, maybe that's Oscar Isaacs' energy because did any of y'all see Deus Ex Machina? Yes. I... I yes, I loved that movie, but also I kept being like, they are gonna fuck. Like he's gonna fuck him and then murder him. And I kept waiting for that to happen and it didn't. So maybe that's like his energy. Um Did you see the look he gave Carrie Russell at the end? Like as soon as that happened, I was like, Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I even a coworker um who like she's not that that much online, she had said to me, like she was like, I know I'm straight, but like, didn't it feel like they should have kissed at the end? I was like, No, you're right. They should have kissed like Finn and Poe should have kissed. And like even someone who didn't know that was like a ship, like she was like, no, I really felt like it would have made sense. They felt like they loved each other and not just like as friends. I was like, yes, you are right in reading that way. Because the energy was that the whole movie, even if he didn't have any other interaction, the other movies, like that was the whole movie, that whole little like snippy little like, what were you going to tell it? Like that back and forth. And it was just, it was envy. So shifting to what I did, like, MVPs of this, I think, were Anthony Daniels just like crushed it with the comic yes, release yeah. again for the he last really time. Did. Like, just nailed it. Like, I was arms crossed. By the time he cracked his first joke, I had my arms firmly crossed and locked. <laughs> and that was the only reason it started to like loosen the tense <laughs> jaw I was having. <laughs> also, wasn't it weird that R2 didn't go with them if C3PO did? So, so weird. I mean, sometimes, you know, you want to get like, crowd with yeah. droids they had BBA. yeah they had that whole cartoon called droids and it, and it didn't go great so they were like maybe we shouldn't what i did like the new droid what the hell is his name um the cone uh, D-O. Yeah. Or D-0. Yeah. D-O. you could tell he was gay because he was so anxious he's like the king of like politely conveying like non-consent <laughs> like no thank you like he was again the next in a long line of only gay droids in 100 like, every droid is, is a homosexual like it is canon every time there is a new droid with any personality it's just like gay which is why no other gays in the universe it's all because robots. the the robots are technologically advanced and they're watching all this soap opera should go down and they're like you know what we should do fucking be gay and not get involved in this shit <laughs> And if someone asked us to do something, we'd just be vaguely nervous and kind of not into it. But we're here and they're friends and we kind of don't want to be left out. So we're just going to be part of it. Adam. Yeah, because like I liked that droid, but I also felt like we didn't need this droid. Um, and like, why wasn't just like make R2 there rather than introduce? But I guess they, like you said earlier Please. in the podcast, Ryan, to sell toys. That's why. Um. Yeah, I... I don't know. Uh, is there any other? Oh, do we want to talk about the Leia scenes? How did they land for everyone? Yeah. Oh, I, they were so gratingly forced, I know. and it hurt my feelings more because yes. I love Listen, her. Listen, so I will much. say this: anytime, anytime they have to cut uh, her daughter a check, I'm thrilled. But it, it, it was a metaphor for the entire trilogy because it was just like let's take some pieces we have of this thing people like stitch them together with some vfx and hopefully they'll like it because it's the thing they like and it was really depressing and it felt to me like carrie fisher's entire career post star wars was to 
be something really honest and unique and raw and not to just cash in on the Leia thing. Although, you know, we all like a check. Right. But it felt to me like she signed up for this new trilogy because she was like, I'm going to get to do some justice for that character. I'm going to get to do something original and take her somewhere new. And to end with using clips of her from other like uh, uh, other like B footage and then to reverse engineer it so that she could be in the movie with some like special effects and kind of just like propping up a corpse, like fucking weekend at Bernie style is the exact opposite of what I think her entire life's intention was. And it really, it like uh, of the things that like I can be mad and I can tweet about like, that's a plot hole that genuinely like devastated me with the movie. And like, I, every time she was on screen, I felt guilt for participating in this. Right. I, my, like, I liked it. Um, I didn't really, I actually didn't have a plot. <laughs> well, it was my favorite one in the movie. Um, no, it, it, I, I feel like technically it felt sound. I mean, it, it was what it was. They, they had what they had, you know, and um, I don't know if there was really any good way out of that, but part of me got really sad about it for two reasons. The first reason being, um, I don't know why, but but the new trilogy Leia feels so different than original trilogy Leia. Like I know, like older and she's had more tragedies, but um, it just all the sass and spark, like maybe, was more there in Last Jedi because yes. there was a lot of the in Last Jedi where she was like your Demoto, where she's doing like kind of funny little game stuff with with Laura Dern, but like that was the most like. Because Leia was kind of the playful one. Um, she, you know, Luke was more earnest and about kind of... Well, maybe this was the only honest depiction of women. Because I know a lot of girls who were really playful. And then the women they become is like, this world will break you. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, no. that's, like, that's my other question was like, had Carrie Fisher lived, if we lived in that wonderful timeline... Um, because they, I know that they were always saying like, oh yeah, yeah, the, you know, the first one was focused yeah, yeah. on Han, and then the second was on Luke, and then the third was going to be on Leia. Part of me was just like, I wouldn't trust right these these filmmaking teams to to do that well yeah. at all if she were fully yeah, alive. I, I just felt the scenes, and I know it, it is no one's fault, right? She passed away. I that's not quite JJ Abrams' fault, but I just feel like we could have written a better. Her, I'll blame him for it. Her, her death for me felt so cheap. I mean, I know I've already said this, but I get furious thinking about the fact that Leia. I mean, they brought back uh, Lupita just to like say Leia's going to die, and Leia like goes to use her force, and it doesn't matter. It didn't matter. That whole thing didn't matter. Goes to use her force. That's what she does, David. <laughs> is, is, is that not the correct word? I'm like, <laughs> go use your force. When I was your age, we didn't have force. Uh-huh. We had to walk uphill in the snow both ways to levitate things. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It like poor Ian can't make his point. <laughs> Welcome to me always hosting this podcast. So I knew what I was getting into. Um, so like that just bothered me that it was like she distracted him, but I never. I, I, someone said this to me this weekend, and I can't remember who, but I thought this was a really good point. It feels even cheaper because there was never a moment when you thought he was actually going to kill Ray. So it felt like we didn't need Leia to do her life, uh, like her sacrificial two second distraction mm. because he he did have feelings for Ray, right? Like I will. I will concede to that. He always wanted Leia Ray to be like his queen or whatever the fuck. Um, even though he did it like the way like a schoolyard bully does where he's like, oh, just like come be with me. He doesn't say like love or like or any of that shit. But I felt like, why did we have to make that? Like she sacrifices herself for this shitty man. I mean, I know he's her son, but, and also I don't understand why her body just dis- didn't disappear until his did. I didn't quite understand the like I will say I like the canonical confirmation that Kylo Ren is Jewish because his mother would die to nag him and guilt him. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I hear things like that, I'm like, is my Puerto Rican mother secretly Jewish? <laughs> but, but like, I, she might be. I, yeah, I don't know that. I felt like they needed to write. I, I felt like the movie should have just began with like a grand funeral because that would have been better than these weird cut scenes that even like 
in within the context of the film, like looked like B roll. Like when they showed her face, it looked weird. Mm-hmm. Um, like it clearly because you know when they like have to like do posts on all this. Like it felt right. like they did they never did posts, and then it got stale, and then it didn't match with like when they would cut to Ray's face. I feel like they this movie really benefits coming out the same weekend <laughs> as Cats, which literally has like Judy Dench's <laughs> bare human hand in it. Like to be like, well, I, you know, I saw both movies, and you know, this movie was pretty serious. <laughs> like this movie wasn't cats, so. <laughs> uh, so that's our next podcast, right? That's what we're doing right after this. <laughs> Please no. We have zero listeners. Cats right through now. the lens of uh, Dollhouse. <laughs> that's my next podcast. <laughs> oh my uh, so. um I, I mean, do I even need... They lost me in that whole final battle. I was like, I don't know what we're doing here. When the Emperor sh- shoots his lightning into the sky and suddenly every single ship is affected. And I'm like, D- he didn't... That's not what he did. But like, like, why didn't they just switch Wi-Fi signals or whatever? <laughs> right, it felt like... Well, why didn't yes. he do that in Return of the Jedi then? He didn't steal like a bunch of power. Yeah, I think from, it was like, he was souped up on power, so he could do it. But time. even that, yeah, like the sure. force duality thing, I what what yes. when, when, when where does that what it it suffered from? There were already seven million yes. cheats in this movie, so the things that were like not a cheat but maybe could have been perceived as a cheat were just all blanket. Like yeah, yep, yeah another cheat. Also, um, this is like oh. completely nitpicky, but that scene felt like it was a very long scene of their ships falling. And I was like, when are they? Oh, like- yeah. They were like slowly falling for a long time. Right. I was like, shouldn't they all be dead? Good shouldn't thing they all our ships are made point? of foam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're just floating. Like they were all electrocuted. And then it was fine. And then Poe and then po recovered <laughs> remarkably quickly. He was like, he was like all right, that's over. <laughs> Let's going. go. Um, and I. <laughs> I also felt like the emotional beat of the fleet all coming in was maybe. Uh, that was maybe the only emotional beat that remotely worked for me, but still didn't because they had killed everyone we cared about. And the only character that was like in that fleet, that was like an established pre this movie character was Lando Calrissian and wedge Antilles who literally they had him for two hours, one day. Okay. But I loved West. one line. I know. Uh, I like that, but it was weird. Right. Cause he didn't, they didn't cut to him ever again. Did they? No. Also, but why? No, they didn't. But like, I, I please correct me if I'm wrong. This is just I thought in Last Jedi they were decimated to like nobody, and they were all holed up in this salt mine, and then that was it. That was the, all the resistance that was left, and then suddenly there's this armada. Well, this isn't the resistance. This was Lando and Chewie went around the universe broadcasting. I want to watch that movie. I want to watch a movie oh, where Lando and Let's Chewie go, go okay. to different planets and they hand out pamphlets. Right. I would much rather watch right. that. <laughs> yes. Right. I, I, yes, I felt like... I I mean, the thing I did think was... Yeah, <laughs> the grassroots campaign. I can't hear that word one more time. <laughs> um, Elizabeth Warren <laughs> emails me too much. Um, love you. Just kidding. Love you. Emails me what you want. Um, but I did feel like uh, Lando... Where the fuck was he when Leia and them were... Like you said, hold up in that salt mine. Like, wouldn't he have also gotten a message? I don't know. Uh, hand wavy. Well, That'll be like in. mentioned in a comic yeah. that he was, you know, asleep or something. And yeah, he was busy at the time. He was off. His playing. phone died. Know what they do? Captain Marvel. So it's a thing. <laughs> uh, he was having his own adventure, so probably. Uh, so, do we want to want to wrap this up, kids? Um, well, I will call out that I really liked the Kylo Ray mind fight scene, and that should have been the whole movie that I originally thought this was going to be going in. So, there, there we go. <laughs> God, which scene was where the there mind was like fight? I don't items remember. that like shifted from place to place was they phased between their two locales? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, that I loved it. Felt new, like that felt like all right. We're this. Well, it felt yeah, new, but this, earned new. Yeah. Not like everything else where it was like new and didn't make sense. Yeah, earned new. Right, it had been set and up. It was iconic imagery, and it was just well executed. And both the actors were like doing their best mean mug between choreography and like I like that. I, yeah. I'm a Buffy fan. I'll take it. I did. Yeah, that scene where like he cuts, uh, he hits the mask. I forget. Does she, she hit the it. mask or does he? Which one of them? She like, hits it. I, I thought that was a really cool, it wanted to be one of the best images of the movie when it's like slow yeah, motion exploding. I right. thought that was, yeah, that looked cool. Do you think Hilo ever like 
had a moment of weakness at 2 a.m. and forced Tinder being like, <laughs> you up. 100%. He put a force filter on and he was like, I'm a kitty cat. <laughs> no, I just, I mean, I just, I think he super respected boundaries and I think he's a boundary respecter. Yeah, nothing, nothing like a respecting boundaries nice when you're a Sith. <laughs> or I guess he wasn't really a Sith, but whatever he was. He wasn't oh, Sith, he was Alt-Sith. It was all muddy. <laughs> he was Alt-Sith. Kill me. A thing I kept thinking of was when, so like, I think Kirsten White said this to me this week when we were talking about it. She was like, the thing was, the powers didn't make sense because it was like, kill me. Wait, I want your powers. Wait, take my powers. Yeah, I mean, that was just and like, whatever. Right. It, it was so much back and forth, also within the course of like 10 minutes, that I was like, wait, what are we doing here? And I kept thinking, why doesn't Ray say, all right, I'll do it. I mean, he's evil. He's a murderer. It felt like they were going to kill him anyway, which they did. It was like, why doesn't she just kill him? And then be like, well, all right, I'll take this throne. Ha ha, trick you all. Now we're doing nice to things. They do the thing that they did in episode six, where they were like, if you kill me, you become yeah. me. And it's like, no, if you kill Hitler, that doesn't make you Hitler. I'm sorry. Not buying yeah, it. It doesn't. Right, right. It just doesn't, right? That, that storyline doesn't land. I will forgive it for being, you know, in uh, Return of the Jedi in 1983, but like in 2019, that's in 2019, really we punch Nazis. Captain America punches Nazis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I really want to see like a, a retrospective um, short film on this of just Ian McDermott receiving <laughs> the select slides of, of of the script, like in bed. You know, 11 p.m. is one light on. He's in bed. The you know, specs down to his nose, and he's just like. I, I guess the the cut the scenes that are, that I haven't received will make this all. Yeah, I I also was like, wait, isn't that actor dead? I didn't realize he was actually young when he did the first yeah. trilogy. Yeah, the, the poor Ian McDermott has gotten a lot of. Isn't he dead? Like in the last <laughs> since he was announced. Because when we were watching the movie, I was like, wow, this guy like looks a lot like him. He even sounds like him. And then I was like, oh, it was him. Very right, good for him. Oh, a lot of people have been like, oh, that's so nice that they did, like, um, the CG thing they did with Carrie Fisher. Because <laughs> I think I did the math on IMDb, but I'm gay, so I don't know math. But I think it was like, he's actually only like 70? something. Yeah, like that. when the prequels yeah, came around, Ian he was Mc... like the prime age, finally, to play the Emperor. I think Ian McDermott and Olivia de Havilland could go right. to lunch and just creep, creep people out. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Olivia de Havilland? Olivia de Havilland sued Ryan Murphy. Ooh. She's 101 years old. Or yeah, 103. She's 103. She's 103. She uh, was rep- she she sued Ryan Murphy because Catherine Zeta Jones portrayed her in Feud Betty and Joan. Um, and uh, yeah, she lives in Paris. is was is the only surviving cast member of Gone with the Wind. She was an adult in Gone with the Wind. She's the Ian McDermott of badass ladies. Oh yeah, she will bury us all. <laughs> she sued Ryan Murphy. I love that. That is gay rights. She did too lots, but I think, uh, you know. That... <laughs> um, all right. Do we all want to give this movie a grade? Yeah, let's do it. All right. <laughs> Ryan, what grade do you give The Rise of Skywalker? I give it a C plus because I'm going to rate this on how everybody did. And J.J. Abrams getting a zero out of 100 doesn't fault the fact that a lot of other people <laughs> put in a good a good effort. I would say, listen, we played well, we did our best, our goalie let us down. <laughs> All right. That was more than fair. Okay. Colin. And don't let us have swayed you or bullied you into giving a bad grade. <laughs> oh no, like I still think it is the weakest of the sequels. And it like it's definitely not in the top like half of Star Wars. But I would still give it like a B, B minus. Like I had, I had a lot of fun watching it, but it definitely has a lot of problems that could have easily been fixed by people going, no, like let's stick the course of what we were doing. Uh, David. I would give it a B minus. Oh, <laughs> well, glad I saved me and Adam for last. Adam, what grade <laughs> do you give it? F, it gets an F. I'm just, I, it's, it's a 68%, which is, which is the F. But, um, <laughs> I don't know. That's a D. D. D minus D. No, it, in my in my town, it was um sixty eight was an F. But I just I like I I like Ryan's reasoning of just like yeah. I mean I mean there there were great parts, great actors in it. Everyone great gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, like. It's what I always say about horrible pop stars. She has great producers. 
<laughs> Adam, I think I would I I was trying to decide whether a D minus or a D plus, but I think I'm gonna I, I think to be to Ryan's point, like I do think the actors did what they could, right? I don't I think they, they put in the work, they showed up. So I think maybe I'll say the border of a D plus C minus is what I would give this movie. I love it because we've been screaming about this for an hour and 10 minutes. And we're like, I think a solid C plus, B minus. Well, in my home, a C was a failing grade. So I'm, I'm appalled at the good grades that three out of five of us have given this movie. But I I, I allow all opinions on Slayer Fest 98. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I give it a D plus. Maybe we're bored of C minus. This might be way too late, but did we ever talk about the the, the whole dumb thing with uh, Finn having something to say to Ray? We did and not ever saying it. We never said it. We didn't. But I will tell you, J.J. Abrams revealed in a stupid Q and A that it was Finn yes. was going to tell her he was force sensitive. What? So oh my god! Stupid. All of this was set up for a Disney Plus series, just oh like I said at the top god. of this fucking podcast. I'm going to scream into a jar. <laughs> Jedi Knight Finn. And then he would get to like watch him figure out his last name. Listen, the only shit that's canon is the movies for me. So what I will say, the the thing he was gonna tell her he was, was nothing. He'd be exact. He was gonna tell her he was gay. This was all just a big setup because he he wanted to tell her that he was going to propose to Poe and then Poe ruined it with like his nagging. And like so, that it was a subplot of no. They still, they still proposed at the end. Gaze. They did. They did. And then the and then the cameo gaze. All right, all right. we're all we're all and yelling the, at the same time. The cameo lesbian <laughs> gay <Yeah>. screaming. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. Um. Uh. Do we have anything else to say about? I have nothing else to say about this movie. And I'm sorry. I I apologize <laughs> to anyone who liked this movie and listened to this episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, your your feelings are valid. Don't feel invalidated. Well, we talked about things that we liked. I talked about things that I liked. I mentioned Anthony Daniels as, as the plant that was paid, paid by Disney. I talked about the things that I liked. Um, all right, we're going to be done here. Um, uh, Adam, would you like... In conclusion, I'm happy you're happy. Yeah. In conclusion, here's us all talking at the same time. Adam, tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me um, at uh, to, on Twitter at the Adam Sass, and tell them about your book. Oh yeah, well I, I was gonna say I was like in case everybody was just so absolutely <laughs> irritated with what I've been saying the whole time, I was not going to tie my book to this. <laughs> but if you really vibed on what I was saying, you can you can't pre-order my uh, my book, and I have a young adult book coming out in September. But you can add it on Goodreads. It's called Surrender Your Sons. You can find me Adam Sass. And Ryan, where can everyone find you? Um, you can find me at, at Ryan Houlihan on Twitter. Um, you can go to inputmag.com, which is a new um, tech and like tech culture based magazine that I've recently launched at Bustle. And you can find me at, at Praise the Lord on Instagram, where I am Billy Lord. <laughs> I was like, that is not your handle. Oh. <laughs> uh, Colin, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me at csmith03 on most social medias. And uh, Twitter villain David Vasquez, where can everyone find you? Hell. <laughs> I am, uh, <laughs> well, you can find me in hell, which is where I'm recording this podcast from. Um, but you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> and Venmo. <laughs> It's <laughs> a straight Latino. That's E E T. Not always. There's there's two ways to discreet. No, oh, well there are two. There's discreet. always two oh, discreet. Yes. There are two discreet. I mean. <laughs> Tell me, it takes two discreet to tango. No, the rule too, yeah. like how there can only be two. Sets. Oh, I was thinking more of like a forced duality situation. Oh, we weren't talking about gay uh, sex. Oh no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, ultimately, this whole podcast was about cum. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me at Ian X Carlos on all social media platforms. <laughs> you can find SlayerFest98 at SlayerFestX98 on Twitter and Instagram. And if you like us, you can subscribe to our Patreon, which helps keep this podcast going. You can find us on Etsy and buy our pins. Uh, and 
We hope you all have a good rest of your year, and we'll probably see you in 2020. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.